0: Welcome to Teaching Without Losing It. What I'd like to talk about today is how to write a project that your students will be excited about and that you might actually be excited about grading. Um, You know, projects of the olden days, as we say, tended to look one way. You know, it it was one particular assignment and everybody had to do it and there were requirements listed and, you know, based on how well you fulfilled those requirements, you got a grade. Um, I'm as guilty as everybody of doing this because I started teaching in the 90s. And, you know, at that point, we were this sort of creative arc of teaching um, hadn't really taken off yet. So we were still doing things in a very old school type of way. So when it comes to writing projects, um, I take a cue from the fact that I teach a foreign language. And as I had mentioned in an earlier podcast, in our classes, we are expected to have the students learn and practice the skills of reading, writing, speaking, listening, also cultural learning and acquisition of knowledge um, about that culture and be able to talk about the culture to other people. So, you know, let's take that same model and put it toward project design. Um, One of the best practices in teaching over the years has been to give the students choices when it comes to their assignments. Um, I don't think it's unrealistic or even that difficult to uh, write a project assignment that gives the kids four or five different choices. So for instance, if we were going to learn about, say, the Revolutionary War, okay, I'm going to use something outside of my field. So one example. Uh, for a project that could involve, um, quote, speaking is to have them uh, write a song or write a rap or record a podcast, a podcast in quotes, you know, basically just a, a, an audio recording, but make it sound like a podcast, um, explaining some particular, you know, arc of the war or uh, an incident in the war or, you know, the sort of timeline of the war, uh, whatever it is that you would choose to assign for that. You know, as far as writing goes, um, they could write, for example, the uh, write about the events of the war through the perspective of a soldier. Um, they could also write about the war through the perspective of a British soldier, um, which, again, they're they're showing what they know, but there's some creativity there. And your kids who like to write stories might really get into that. Um, you know, additionally, you could get into, uh, the performance aspect, you know, you could have some of the choices for the projects could be a group project and they could do, uh, they could put on a, like a mini performance, say a three to five minute performance in class. Um, again, performing whatever it is that you want them to show, you know, is it the, the, is it the timeline of the whole war? Is it a particular incident? Um, Maybe it's character-based. You know, you could do all sorts of things with this. Um, Additionally, you could have them do something like design a board game that illustrates the different parts of the war. You know, what are some of the pitfalls a person would encounter uh, while playing the board game? Um, You know, what are uh, some things they could do that could advance them four or five spaces? Um, These are ideas that truly do show uh the knowledge that the kids have it takes a lot of research to do these types of things um but it adds an element of fun and it also plays to each student's particular modality um i when i was a student i would have been horrified at the idea of performing in front of a class in fact when teachers always assign when teachers assign those type of um Those type of projects, I immediately went into anxiety mode. I was a real, I was a real type A perfectionist when I was a kid. Not anymore, thank God. But, um, you know, I just my anxiety would overshadow my actual uh, research for the project. I'd be so worried about what I was going to look like and sound like that I couldn't really get my head into the into the research, and therefore I couldn't really get that motivated. So, if I had had teachers who said hey, you can do this, or you can do this, or you can do that. You know, I would have loved to have made a board game when I was a kid. For I mean, that, that was right up my alley. I can work by myself because having been a perfectionist, I didn't want to work with other people because I knew what that was going to end up looking like. I think we, a lot of us know that. Um, you know, so I always chose solo projects if I possibly could. And um, I was also very visual. So, you know, laying out a board game to me sounded like a fun challenge. And... Um, I really would have gotten into that. So you know when you design your projects for your students, um, I think giving them choices certainly increases motivation. And again, if you can play to their strengths, whether they're they're good writers or they're good performers or they're musicians or singers, um, or that they love to write short stories,, um, You could even, you know, poetry could be something that you could include in there. And obviously rap and poetry are the same thing, except, you know, the rap they would be performing. So, um, and, you know, think about the things you would have liked in high school as well. Ask your friends, you know, what were the, you know, what are your favorite things to do and why do you enjoy doing those? You know, um, if you really want to go far out, cooking could be one, um, years and years and years ago my ex-husband and I went to Philadelphia and there was a tavern that only sold beer that was made using the recipes of the founding fathers like Benjamin Franklin's recipe for beer because these guys brewed their own Um, but they also served food that was um, common at the time so you know some kids could cook something at home that was a common dish at the time or something they would have eaten during the war maybe at camps and you know so but you know they, they could in addition to cooking something they could prepare a presentation about um you know the, the the culture and you know what foods were available in the colonies at the time what crops yada yada so um you know don't be afraid to go way out there when it comes to um finding things that you think would appeal to your students and you know projects don't have to be that boring uh they certainly don't have to be one size fits all and uh you know when I do projects in this way I I'm kind of excited about grading them because I'm not grading 75 of the same project you know what I mean so some of them I can do that are that are listening and some I can do you know now writing a rubric for each one is going to be um something that I don't think it has to be an individual rubric for each type of project but i think we want to measure things for example uh, we want to measure content we want to measure um you know uh coverage like did they did they answer did they did they meet the requirement of what you had asked for um how far in depth did they go uh you could put effort you know, into it. I mean, that could be, that's an easy one for any of those. So don't feel like you have to uh, go crazy with the rubrics. Um, You know, just sort of a basic rubric that you can give them that measures success no matter which one they do. So anyway, something to think about. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.